Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, the Titans capped off their preseason with a win over the Arizona Cardinals on Saturday night, led by a tremendous performance from Malik Willis, who had his best preseason game so far. I'll break down the performance then. We'll go into Titan Up and Titan Down, everyone's favorite game. I'll talk about the individual performances, both good and bad, led by Traylon Burke's first touchdown as a Titan. And then finally, we'll talk about the four starter battles that dominated training camp, and I'll tell you who I think is the clear winner at this point. So breaking down everything you need to know following the Titans' last preseason game of the year on tonight's Saturday Night Live edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. fans, it is a Saturday Night Live edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We're going to dive into the Tennessee Titans 26-23 victory over the Arizona Cardinals, led by a fantastic performance from rookie quarterback Malik Willis. Before we dive in, I want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms, including the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, smash the notification bell, and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for my film breakdowns and my instant analysis during games. Also, check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, 25 years nearly as a Tennessee Titans fanatic and a certified film junkie breaking down the X's and O's all year long. But with all that being said, diving into Malik's performance. And number one, you look at the stat line, 15 for 23, 131 on the passing yards, had uh, a passing touchdown, did have the interception on the tip pass. And I mean, you can harp on that if you really want to, but some of those tip passes at the line of scrimmage aren't necessarily the quarterback's fault. And if we're honest, the pass protection was pretty awful all night long. So uh, I thought Malik Willis was fantastic. Of course, he has the 50-yard the run, getting the Titans within the five-yard line, setting up the first touchdown on the run for Julius Chestnut. He was able to use his legs all night long, not only to scramble and get yardage, but also to keep his eyes down the field and make plays. You think about the sideline throw to Cody Hollister. You think about the 26-yard throw to Malik Willis. He was able to step up in the pocket quite a bit on that pass touchdown to Traylon Burks. He was able to step up, keep his eyes downfield, and not only that, he got smoked in the pocket and had one of the nastiest arm angles that you're going to find. I'm going to try to put something together tomorrow as quick as I can, but guys, Malik Willis has a long way to go. We know that. But the progression that he's made throughout this preseason, game to game to game, is fantastic. But my whole point in saying that is, while Malik has a long way to go in certain areas of the game, I think there are two areas of the game where he is elite already. Like, literally, he's elite on an NFL level. 
and that's running the ball, running down the field. Obviously, he would instantly be one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL with Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and uh, Kyler Murray. But the other elite trait that I think Malik Willis possesses is his arm angles. Every single week, guys, we see a new arm angle from Malik Willis that's different than the week before. We start out with the, the Tommy Hudson play. We've seen the little screen pass arm angles and then the arm angle that he had with a guy in his face to Traylon Burks tonight. I mean, literally his arm was out here and he just flicked it with his wrist to get it through. It, it was absolutely fantastic. So many questions were answered in this game tonight. And number one, from Malik Willis. So, and I'm talking about all the highlight plays, the arm angle, the touchdown, the the throws on the run, the big run down the field. But what, what impressed me most was, and I'm going to point out, I did it on Twitter, but I'm going to point it out here too, the throw to Cody Hollister on the sideline. Okay, and, and of course, guys, it wasn't perfect. I'm not saying Malik's ready to start right now or anything like that. I'm just talking about the progression that we've seen and how incredible that it's been from game to game to game and how much better he's gotten. That moment where he steps up in the pocket, nothing there, leaks out to the right side, fires a bullet for a first down to Hollister on the sideline. That wasn't the biggest play. That wasn't the most exciting play. But after watching him all game, up quick, go through my progressions, take the check down. Oh, quick, go through my progressions, hit the guy over the middle with a quick decision. After seeing him take what the defense is giving him, get the ball out to the open guy based on the coverage, even if it's not a huge chunk play down the field. I'm getting the ball out quick. I'm matriculating the ball down the field. I'm running the offense. So that play where he just looked, looked, leaked out to the right, fired the bullet to Hollister, I don't know how to explain it. You guys are fans too. Everyone watching right now, everyone that listens is a fan of the team. You know this feeling in your gut. When you see a guy make a play and you're just like, holy crap, holy crap. Like, this is my guy, man. Like, look at this dude. Like, I, I, it, it felt like, I told you, it wasn't the biggest play, but it felt like I got struck by lightning or something. Like, it was that moment where I was like, yeah, okay, Malik Willis is going to be a, a player. We're going to see Malik Willis's career. It's not just a complete fluke. He's not going to be some bust. So, and then later in the game, we get a Malik Willis short throw to Traylon Burks on the run, run after catchability, gets him in the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, guys, I'm trying to see that for the next decade, right? I mean, it, it was awesome. So, from Malik, you get the good stat line. You get the star potential and flashes. Stayed in the pocket, made quick decisions. Stepped up into the pocket, made accurate throws. Delivered the ball on time. Took what the defense was getting him, even if it meant hitting the check down real quick. We saw the playmaking throws and the throws on the run. I mean... Willis throwing checkdowns to Haskins. Willis hitting Burks on throws over the middle for run after catch. Willis hitting Chigaconquo on a sit down. Willis hitting Robert Woods on the sideline. I mean, then the run, like, with the pass protection, what it was all night, man, just absolutely fantastic. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. I'm admitting it. You guys don't got to come on and say I'm hyping it up too much. It wasn't perfect, but I think what it was good enough to do, it was good enough to make Malik Willis quarterback two and make the Titans only have to keep two quarterbacks. That's what I think has happened here. So what a night from Malik Willis. Again, 15 for 23, 131, 
in the passing yards department, had the touchdown, had the interception on the tip, had over 50 yards rushing, had 50 yards on one play. I mean, he showed it all, and he showed so much progress. He showed that he was able to run an offense. We got little flashes throughout the preseason, but he really showed in this game that he's able to run an offense, take the easy throws that the defense has given him, take the ball down the field, especially with bad pass protection for most of the time. So with that being said, as excited as I am about Malik Willis, we do have to move forward. We got to talk some Traylon Burks. We got to talk some Robert Woods. We got to talk some Ryan Stonehouse. We're going to do tighten up and tighten down next. Put your tighten ups and your tighten downs in the chat right now. Then we're going to cap off the show at the end and talk about the four position battles, four starting spots that I think have been decided. I'll tell you guys who I think won those battles. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you about our friends over at Dave. Guys, let's all just be honest with each other for a moment. We've all had a time in our lives where we're a little down on cash. We got bills to pay. We got gifts to buy. It's wedding season. You need a few gallons of gas in your tank, and you don't really have the cash. That's where Dave can help. So Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on those bills. You can finally tackle the expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app right now from the App Store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account. Get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Titans fans, we're going to continue breaking down the Tennessee Titans' last preseason game of the year against the Arizona Cardinals, a win 26-23 in which Malik Willis really showed out. Now I want to dive into other individual performances with Titan Up and Titan Down. We are going to start with the Titan Ups before we get into them. Do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, daily, free Tennessee Titans content all year round, on all platforms. You can't afford to miss out on the show during the season especially. So make sure you subscribe right now. Hit the notification bell. Throw a thumbs up on the video. Um, you got to make sure that you stay locked into the Locked On Titans podcast. It's your team every day. But let's continue here. Obviously, first Titan up is Malik Willis. And I already discussed all the reasons to be excited about that. In our first segment, the second guy I want to get into is Traylon Burks. And it's not just that Burks went out there, got a couple of catches, had a touchdown pass. All the haters shut up. If you guys watched my show a week ago, I think it was Monday's show, I said, stop the panic on Traylon Burks. All it's all the panic is going to do on Burks. And look, in my group chats with all my buddies, Burks goes out of the game. Schefter tweets out Burks out of the game. And all my buddies are, man, Burks is really a bust. That guy's made of glass. But look, he comes back in, scores the touchdown. Yeah, the wrist's a little banged up. He had to get it taped up. But it's two different things. Not only did he play pretty well, and that's a sign of Malik Willis giving him a chance to play well, but also he got banged up and came back, which I want to dive into this theory real quickly. I've mentioned it before. 
I just think Burks is a guy who needs some tough love, okay? He's a guy who admitted, you know, he would just go out there and hunt hogs. He wasn't really a guy who focused on conditioning and was really working in the gym all summer in the offseason getting ready. His college coach, Sam Pittman, admitted he's a guy who kind of works himself into condition. Think about a guy like Luka Doncic or Nikola Jokic, who historically, James Harden, another guy who kind of works themselves into shape at the beginning of the year for an NBA comparison. It seems like Burks is kind of that guy. And when you're six foot two and you're 220 pounds and you run like the wind, you can kind of get away with that in high school and in college. But now in the NFL, you can't. You really can't. So um, I just think Burks is a guy who really didn't take his conditioning super seriously his whole life. He's a guy who maybe didn't always want to practice uh, through an injury and blah, blah, blah. I just think he's a guy who needs some tough love. And you saw Mike Vrabel kind of talking to him sternly when he's coming off the sideline at times. I think he's just a guy who needs a strong push. And if you push him a little bit, he's eventually going to get it, and he's going to be fantastic. So a perfect situation to have Mike Vrabel as Traylon Burks' coach, but a, a tighten up for Traylon Burks. Uh, a tighten up for Robert Woods. Just got one catch, but for him to feel comfortable on the ACL to go out there in the preseason, just have a catch, get it loose, one series. I like seeing that. I was surprised he played, so tighten up. for Bur- Got to give a tighten up to Stonehouse. He had two touchbacks, but dear God, he pinned... He had a a punt from the 50. He had a punt from the 40 that he was able to pin. He had that monster punt for like 60-plus yards from the 29-yard line all the way to the other side. So, yeah, he had a couple trickle in for sure. But I thought thought Stonehouse was fantastic. He was just fantastic. I, I mean, there's no way around it. He pinned punts. He has a cannon on his... I mean... Tighten up for and a tighten up for Rashad Weaver. Had like seven or eight tackles. Had a couple of sacks, I believe. At least some some big time pressures. I mean, Rashad Weaver was awesome. I thought Lonnie Johnson was pretty good, and Lonnie Johnson got banged up and came back in and made some plays. Randy Bullock, two fifty yard man. Randy Bullock has been nasty. That's why I've been calling him. I hate his other nickname. I used it a little bit at the beginning. Somebody said something to me about how it's you know it's just not right to call somebody. You know, that nickname. And I know it's fun and everything, but I've cut that off since the beginning of last year. Bulletproof Bullock is that guy's nickname. You found a home, Randy. You found a home. Uh, I thought Joe Jones was awesome. in the way, after Greg Maven got absolutely smoked on one play, Joe Jones literally ran 50 yards down the field and made a tackle inside the five-yard line to save a touchdown. I thought that was an excellent play by Joe Jones. David Anini got two pass deflections at the line of scrimmage. David Anini continues to show out, and I think he gets a roster spot. I thought uh, Hugo Amadi, the new uh, slot cornerback who the Titans traded for Philadelphia, had a pretty good game. Lorel Murchison, I thought, popped a little bit. I don't think it's going to be enough to save his job. But, uh, yeah, I thought Murch had uh, an okay game. Racy McMath and Hassan Haskins, I thought both had some pretty good uh, had some pretty good games. So, those are my tighten-ups. The tighten-down list, the pass blocking, the offensive line, just all of it. <clears throat> I think by far the number one position group that I'm worried about for the Titans right now is offensive line. Yes, there weren't a lot of starters in. I get it. But God, the offensive line was so bad. The first and the second offensive line. And if we want to keep it real, NPF, everybody's all hype on NPF, and I agree. But Petit Ferrer wasn't very good tonight. And there was one moment where he's playing right tackle 
and he blocked a ghost. That two guys, one came inside of him, one came outside of him, and he just stood there and looked around like he didn't see them, blocked nobody. Not a good night from MPF. Not a good night from Ruse. Jordan Ruse, man, everyone right now, prayer circle for Nate Davis. Prayers, thoughts and prayers. I'm smashing the button. If you guys know the meme for thoughts and prayers that Nate Davis is healthy. Because, dear God, if Jordan Roos, oh, man. And I think Roos would play ahead of Raidens right now if, if the Titans had to play a game tomorrow. For real. I think it would be Lawan, Brewer, Ben Jones, Jordan Roos, and NPF. And, God, that gives me nightmares. So, uh, Christian Deloro, I thought wasn't good. And then the, the bottom-tier offensive lineman, Xavier Newman and Andrew Rupsich and uh, Jalen McKin. Oh, my God. God, oh, that was bad. The only one that I thought was okay was Hayden Howerton playing center. So uh, just a rough night for the offensive line, and I'm I'm still a little bit worried. Um, I thought Theo Jackson didn't have a bad night at safety, but he really struggled in the nickel. Man, I I don't I don't know if Theo can be a nickel guy. I thought he could maybe be a a sub package safety, like a dime safety, but he can't play nickel like Elijah Morton. So. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work out. Uh, Greg Maven just got roasted all over the field. Gave up a big pass interference down the field as well. Tyree Gillespie, Titans traded a conditional seventh rounder for him. Not good. Uh, Brett Kern, I'm going to get Brett Kern a Titan down because he didn't get to play tonight. And I really do think the Titans are going to keep Stonehouse. I, re I really do. I really do. And we're going to talk about that more at the end of the show. We're going to talk about four position battles, four starter battles that I think are finito. They're over with, call the fight, they're done. So, tighten down for Kern. Just And there was one shot after an awesome Stonehouse punt where uh, Kern was on the sideline, and he he was like, and I know this is an audio program as well, but he was disgruntled, it seemed, on his face. He had, uh, you know what girls call uh, the RBF? Yeah, that's what Brett Kern had on the sideline. So, uh, I'll leave it there for you. Um, yeah, Tyree Gillespie. I told you guys, I had intel on Gillespie. He wasn't making this team, and he was the last safety out there. He's not making the team. Uh, the last tighten up that I, that I forgot, uh, two actually. One, Logan Woodside. Got to give Woodside a tighten up, guys. He did drive the team all the way down, get the game-winning touchdown, ran in the touchdown at the end, had a hard spike, got a ton of congratulations on the sideline. Everybody knows what's going on uh, with his situation. So. You got to give the credit where credit is due. Game-winning drive for Logan Woodside. Hopefully, that's his last moment as a Tennessee Titan. He can go out on top. He can go out on top. So, congrats to you, Logan Woodside, for that. Um, that's why tighten ups. That's why tighten downs. We're going to talk about four starter battles that I think are over. And I'm also going to give you guys an idea of what we're going to be talking about on tomorrow's show. So, stay tuned in before we get into that. Do want to tell you guys about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your odds, lines, and games this season. You can find reviews and news on every league from the MLB to the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports like UFC and MMA, esports, even golf. They have live in-game betting. They have scores, updates, news. They're your top online resource for all things sports wagering. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the action happening right now. Bet online where the game starts.
Titans fans, we are going to cap off our recap of the Titans' final preseason game of the year. They defeat the Arizona Cardinals 26-23. to Malik Willis goes off. Tons of Titan ups like Traylon Burks and Ryan Stonehouse and Rashad Weaver. Some Titan downs like Greg Maben and the offensive line. Now I'm going to talk about four starter battles that I think are decided. Before I get into it, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream free Monday through Friday. Tennessee Titans content all year round. You can't beat that. So looking at the first one that I want to talk about is one that was publicly decided tonight. John Robinson came into the broadcast booth on the game. And he talked to uh, the two commentators, one of them being Charles Davis, who asked about Nicholas Petit-Ferrer and winning that starting right tackle position. And John Robinson basically just admitted that NPF was the starting right tackle for the Titans. And after the game, Mike Vrabel even said he gives us the best chance to win right now. So number one, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer defeats Lord Raidens. He finished him last Saturday, in my opinion. Last Saturday night against Tampa Bay, we knew the MPF was the right tackle for the team. This is just confirming it. So, MPF beats Dylan Radins. He has banished Dylan Radins to the interior offensive line. He beat him so bad he had to change positions. Uh, but anyways, I actually think that kind of is helpful to the Titans. I don't think NP. I think Radins could be a better guard than MPF. And the Titans really need help at guard right now. So, it could actually work out for, for the better. Um, the second position battle that's been decided is also on the offensive line. And it's Aaron Brewer over Jamarco Jones. It, it's done. It's done. John Robinson didn't immediately say that. Nope, excuse me. Didn't immediately say that. But, you know, they basically just complimented Aaron Brewer and talked about how good he is in the booth after bringing up the starting battle on the offensive. Aaron Brewer won the starting position. So we know it's Taylor Lewan. Aaron Brewer, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, thoughts and prayers, and then NPF. NPF is still a rookie. I know we're all excited, but just keep that in mind. They're going to have to help him with some chips. Jeff Swaim is going to have to play more than Chig Conqua because of something like that, basically. Think about it like that because Chig isn't as good of a blocker as Swaim, and he's going to need some chips. And how they helped Jack Conklin in his rookie season where he got all pro. We'll take it, but... Whatever. I won't re-litigate that history uh, with reality. But (laughs) anyways, so the offensive line, we know the two starting battles there. As for cornerback, one guy played until halftime. The other guy had a ball cap on and watched on the sideline with the rest of the starters on defense. The guy who had the ball cap on was Roger McCreary. Roger McCreary has beaten Caleb Farley for the cornerback starting position. That battle is over. We we know that now. Based on what happened tonight in the rotation. We know that. So, there you go. Yeah, Chick, Chick gave up a huge sack on Malik. Chickaconquo is going to be a good player, but guys, he's not ready to be tied into. He's not ready. He, he's got to learn how to block. He's got to add some strength. He could be, like I mentioned, uh, I think he can help with the Anthony Ferkser role a little bit. I think they could split him out a little bit or just use him on passing downs with Austin Hooper to keep that two tight end look. Um, but yeah, there you go. I, I, that's that's my reasoning on Chig 
So, uh, anyways, uh, McCreary sitting out with the starters. I think he, when the Titans come out in their base defense, you're going to have Fulton and you're going to have McCreary out there. And then McCreary will slide into the slot and Farley will come in on the outside when they go into nickel. So that battle, I believe, is won. And then finally, I think Stonehouse beat out Kern, guys. I mean, pour one out for Brett Kern, who's been with the Titans since like 2009. He's been fantastic. He's been an all-pro at times. Um, but Stonehouse has the leg, and he was pinning his punts better. I just think you can't let Stonehouse go. You can't You can't let Stonehouse go. You just simply can't. There's some funny comments going on in the chat right now that I'm just not going to speak on. But thank you guys for the correction. Thank you uh, for correcting that one. Uh, yeah, Stonehouse was sick, man. Yeah, he had two go out, but one of them landed on the one-yard line and was so close to being down again. I mean, yeah, Stonehouse had, had filthy backspin. So I, I forgot to mention this when I talked about it in tighten up, tighten down, but not only did he have the three punts that he pinned inside the 20, the punt that was a touchback but landed like on the two-yard line and almost was brought back in, but he had one of those funky spins on one of his punts and made the guy drop it and muff it. And the Titans recovered. So he caused a, he caused a turnover with his nasty punt spin. I mean, I think Stonehouse won the battle. And I think Brett Kern ends up in Buffalo. Uh, that situ situation in Buffalo is disgusting. Um, I don't even like talking about it. Uh, but glad that that was handled swiftly. And I, I think that Brett Kern will end up in Buffalo. Because the, uh, the Colts actually just brought in somebody. I think they're going to hang with. I think Kern ends up in Buffalo. So, uh, anyways, that's uh, that's my position battle breakdown. I, I got like three minutes. I'll answer questions from you guys in the chat if you have any. Um, I know some people uh, were asking stuff earlier. Uh, can Stonehouse be consistent game after game? Kern can, but it's a hard choice. I, I think the reality of it, Eric, is while that they recognize that Stonehouse may not be as consistent game to game, I think that you just can't give up on Stonehouse's potential. If he's doing this as a rookie, um, I, I, I think you got to keep him around. I mean, Kern's in like his last year of good NFL service, and Stonehouse, the Titans have had Kern for over a decade. The Stonehouse may be the next guy. You can't let him go. You can't let him go. You can't. Um, I saw talk about Burks. Burks was awesome tonight. He came back, and not only did he play well, but he came back from an injury and got back in the game. So I think that's that's as good as it can get for Traylon Burks for us. Can we be petty and keep both? No, you can't keep two punters. I'm sorry, guys. You can't. Uh, what do you think about Malik being taken out for the last drive? Uh, it was the last two drives. I think, right? Or no, there was four minutes left and Woodside came in. I'm fine. Uh, that offensive line was bad. Let Logan Woodside have his moment in the sun before he walks through the walks through the field of, of Reeds. Um, who stays as wide receiver five and six? My prediction for the roster is coming out tomorrow. I'm only going to have five wide receivers. So I, I don't think they're keeping six. Uh, the shirt, I think I got it off, like, NFL shop, like, five or six years ago. Something like that. 
Yeah, Manuel, I'm not going to put that up on the screen because I don't want to talk about it. But, yeah, from what I've read and what I've seen, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Throw away the key. Um, kickers need to have some equipment swag, dreads, visors, arm sleeve. Am I wrong? Well, I think some guys could pull it off, but some guys, like Randy Bullock, he doesn't need any accessories, man. Just just go out there in your jersey and kick kick the ball. Uh do you think J-Rob in the booth should be avoided all season? No. Why not? That was fun. I thought it was a good moment. Uh, thoughts on Rashad Weaver? I thought Weaver played awesome. He's going to be a great third rusher for the Titans, and I think he's a starter in 2023. Uh, how worried are you about Burke's ability to stay on the field? I'm at like a six. I'm at like a three. He came back out there tonight. So I think he just needs some tough love, and I don't think it's a real issue. Uh, did Malik do enough to secure the second quarterback position? Yes. Yes, I do. Do think he. Uh, can you do a weekly Q&A? I love your insight. Uh, McKnight, I really appreciate that, but I I'll tell you guys the honest truth who are watching on YouTube. This is not necessarily the best content for the podcast crowd. And while I do have a good audience on YouTube, and I appreciate you guys, uh, the podcast crowd still outweighs my YouTube audience. So I can't do something that's just purely great for YouTube and not very great for the podcast. I kind of have a kind of have to find a fine balance. So a weekly Q&A, um, plus I work like six days a week during the season, and my girlfriend would kill me if I worked a seventh day. So, uh, Tyler, do you think they will try and sign Woodside to the practice squad? Yes, I hope so. I, I would love that. I would love that. I, I'm cool with that. The reality here is Woodside is a good show team quarterback. He's good on scout team. He's good at running that. So, yeah, bring him back. Uh, where was NWI? With the rest of the important starters sitting. Uh, Burks needs to start. He's not going to. He's going to be used in spot duty just like uh, A.J. Brown was when he was brought in with the Titans. A.J. wasn't a starter immediately either. He did take the first snap of the year, which somebody argued with me on, but he only had like 25 snaps in that first game, and it took him like seven or eight weeks to get more than like uh, 50 snaps or something like that. So, uh, yeah, anyways. Does Malik Willis start next year or the following? If I had to bet right now, I'd say 2024. Um, is Tyler only reading from Twitter? I'm not reading from anything. My my uh system that I use brings in the comments from YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. So all of it. Uh anyways, yeah, that's gonna do it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe tomorrow. Tomorrow, I am doing my roster predictions, 53-man roster predictions, going position by position and guessing on every single thing possible so thank you guys all so much for tuning in make sure you subscribe for monday through friday free year-round tennessee titans content on all platforms that's gonna do it for me today though folks as always i am your host tyler Rowland, and this was locked on titan